You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Bulldogs. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the tastiest protein bar that there is. And that's true. I'm still waiting for my second pack. The new flavors mm. are coming. Have you gotten yours yet? Mm. I have not gotten mine yet. Mm. I have heard that they are in the mail, but uh, have not received them yet. So if you receive yours before me, I will quit the podcast. So. That's fair. Uh, before he quits, let me try to convince Daniel to come back and stay on the podcast, irregardless of who gets their protein bars first, because we are a podcast for fans by fans. Daniel and I don't take each other too seriously, nor ourselves, but we do take our fandom very seriously. We want you to take your fandom seriously and make you a better fan, which is why we're here. Uh, so we have no paywalls or anything like that, but we are here to talk about the dogs three days a week, but this just in, Daniel, next week, we, we go on to five. We're kicking it up to five. Some of y'all have been waiting. You have been emailing us, asking us when we are going to five days a week. And the answer is in, and it is next Monday. We will kick off a five episodes a week rotation. It's very exciting times because five episodes a week, Clint, it doesn't just mean more jabbering into microphones. No. It means football is right around the corner. That's right. Clint. And – and just to be clear, football is right L- around the corner. Literally right around the corner, Daniel. I don't think there's anything that can stop it at this point. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. Was there? Have there been outbreaks at major universities since we began this football practice? How about Notre Dame? They have. They doing all right up there? No. How about North Carolina? Things going well down there? No. How about stuff down in Florida State? Are the coaches handling the the COVID situation well down there in Tallahassee? If if uh, by putting no. your hand head in the sand and trying to pretend it's not there is anything, then they're doing just fine. Let me ask you this, Clint: Is the Florida State, North Carolina, and Notre Dame football teams still practicing every day? They in fact are. Uh yes, they are. So. I'm just telling you right now, this season is going to start. Daniel, I'm not saying it's going to finish, but okay. it's going to okay. start. Daniel, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I was in full confidence that it was going to go. <laughs> I and literally then, just said and nothing then, could go wrong. And then you said, and then you said, no, don't worry. Asteroids aren't like, coming after us. Like an idiot. <laughs> like, an, like I've never been a Georgia fan. This is the kind of thing we're talking about. We're here to try to make you better fans. One of the ways we do it is by demonstrating what what you should not do as fans. And Perfect that's example. It. Um, uh, if you're a Georgia fan, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. If you're new to the show, just click that subscribe button. That helps us out a bunch. Um, if you like the show, you've listened to it for a while, um, but you've never left us a rating or a review, we just ask simply that you would do that. We don't ask for your money, but we do – uh, really appreciate it when you leave us a rating or a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. You can do that. It takes you two seconds, and it really helps us out a bunch. Tell a friend about the show. Subscribe your cat. Do all those things. Email us, LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. Those are the ways to get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you're thinking and what you're feeling uh, about this upcoming football season. Today, Clint, uh, we got more to talk about. We're going to 
Segments two and three, we're going to continue our position group rating system. Uh, we are leaving the offensive side of the ball. We're going to, going to push pause on the offense. We've done quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, and we're moving over to the defensive side of the ball. We're going to tackle the defensive line. We're going to talk to you about last year's defensive line, going to debrief that, and we're going to hit you with predictions and projections for this year's defensive line. But first, Clint, Last week we got Dan Lanning, and so you knew that uh, right around the corner uh, was going to be Todd Munkin. And lo and behold, Todd Munkin has spoken with the media, his first media engagement as a Georgia assistant coach. And I will just tell you this right now, Clint. Uh, I feel like Dan Lanning could meet with the media every week All and be just fine with it. Yeah. I feel like if Todd Munkin never has to meet with the media again, it'd be the greatest new, the greatest joy of his entire life. Uh, Todd Munkin is channeling Marshawn Lynch by just saying, "I'm I'm here so I don't get fined. I'm here so That's, I don't get fined. Let me give you the bare minimum possible. Let me tell you, I coach the offense at University of Georgia, and people throw footballs, and people catch footballs, and people block for me. That's what I do." <laughs> All of these things factually correct. We're here to score points and not turn the ball over. Well, how would you do that? Well, we're going to try to score points and we're going to try to not turn the ball. Well, what kind of personnel groupings will you use? Whatever kind helps us score points and not turn the ball over. Clint, it's almost as if um, Todd Munkin is not looking to explain to the world what types of plays he's planning on running at the University of Georgia. Can you believe it? I, that's you know what? How dare he not give me a straight answer he? of the whole game plan for the whole season? How dare he? I am entitled dare, as a we're fan. fans. That's right. That's right. We deserve it. Uh-huh. We deserve to know what's going to happen. No Alabama fans ever watch or coaching staff no. ever watches any video of other coaches surely any takeaways from the todd munkin exchange uh two takeaways and they have nothing to the do the todd munkin exchange by the way is the least visited store at the mall the, the the todd munkin exchange nobody's buying anything from there all right like that's not that's not the store that stop you're being stop go man. ahead stop this is nope. so that's gosh your dad jokes need to stay Way, way in the back. They um, just come out of me, Clint. They, I can't help it. <laughs> can't help it. Uh, here are the two things that I realized. One, uh, Todd Munkin is exactly who I want him to be. We just described mm-hmm. a man who doesn't want to be at press conferences, who doesn't care about the limelight. Dan Lanning, please go to press conferences. Joke up with the people because you know what you're going to be doing in four years? Doing that on a weekly basis. So Correct. Go, go get some time doing it right now. Todd mm-hmm. Munkin's like... I, I have no interest in this. My career, I know who I am. I know who Kirby is. Kirby's letting me do whatever I want in the rooms with the people that I care about. You're, mm-hmm. you're taking my time away. So point one, Todd Munkin, thank you for being you. Just thank thank you. Thank you for, for being, being you. you. All right. Point two. Point two. Um, we, we got ourselves a mini Kirby with depth chart mm. news, Daniel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie mm-hmm. Newman throws well. JT Daniels runs well. No. Carson Beck is good. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So now, well, there's your quarterback breakdown there. Is what is, you, you asked for it. You get it straight from the horse's mouth. That's, that's 
What else could you possibly want? Uh, my favorite moment of the interview was when I remember the name of the reporter that asked this question, but I'm not going to say his name on this podcast. Don't do that. Don't say the, the good man's disparage, name. Disparage him. Uh, my favorite moment was when Todd Munkin was asked um, what kind of a conversation he had with Nick Chubb when he was considering the job uh, at the University of Georgia. And Todd explained to uh, this person that he had, in fact, been fired from the Cleveland Browns. And so he wasn't able to talk to Nick Chubb because he wasn't allowed in the building. The key card didn't work anymore, see, because he had been let go. So it wasn't like they didn't all sit around, you know, on a rug, Indian style, in a circle, just sharing their feelings with each other. That's not – I don't think that's how it went down. Um he, he got fired from one job and then like a grown man, he got offered another job and he decided to accept it. But it was a cute, it was a cute attempt at a question. Real cute attempt. Uh, That's nice. Hey, that pretty much wraps up the news for today. We're going to come back after this. Talk about the D line from last year as to this year. We're going to give our ratings out. But before we do that, Daniel, if I was to ask you the ratings that you were to give that caramel brownie that's to come. From Built Bar. What do you think you're going to give that Look, thing? I want to be able to speak definitively on the subject, and I will once the box arrives, but I'm just telling you it's the first one out of the gate. It's the first and one. My question, the question that I'm asking myself right now is, do you put it in the freezer or do you not put it in the freezer? Look, okay? I, I need, Executive I need producer, it. intern, video analyst Michael has, has encouraged us to put these things in the freezer. Now, the caramel brownie, obviously, that's the number one. That's... That's, That's the it. go-to. That's the leadoff man, okay, in the box. But do you want to send him straight to the freezer or do you want to just send him straight to the gullet? I need a baseline, Daniel. Of these new bars mm-hmm. coming in, I need a baseline. Mm-hmm. I need to know what I'm working with before I go ahead and put it in the freezer. I need to open that box that Built Bar has, get the tastiest uh, protein bars that there are that we've tasted on the market, soft, mm-hmm. chewy, Correct. delicious, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. It's going to get you what you need. Either you lose some weight, get some energy, have a little snack. Uh, guys, gals, everybody love these things because they're tasty. H- how do you not love it? It doesn't take a, a special human to love tasty things like candy bars that are good for you. So go to builtbar.com, order your box. You get 10 bucks off if you put on locked on in the promo code. And that's locked on in the promo code builtbar.com, $10 off your first order. All right, Clint, let's jump into this defensive line. Uh, if you're new to the show, go ahead and welcome and go ahead and go back and listen to previous episodes. We've already broken down the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. Now we're jumping into the defensive line. The way we do this is we give a Madden-style grade 1 to 99, but not for an individual player for the entire position group. We do this in two ways. We retroactively assign a grade, a postseason grade to the 2019 squad. And then by way of comparison, we give a projection for how we feel like the 2020 uh, squad will be. And so you will be able to see how much or how little we expect improvement or regression from this unit. Uh, so Clint, I'm going to let you, I'm going to tee it up for you and I'm going to let you be the first to look backwards at 2019. Tell me what comes to mind and give us a grade for the 2019 defensive line. Look, uh, just like we talked about wide receivers, there was a couple of top heavy defensive line, notably top heavy Jordan Davis. Okay. Mm, he's everything heavy. He, he's everything he's heavy. Not- He's, that man is a sequoia that has been growing 
when since the age of six months that boy just a long time long yeah. long time okay uh, so I was actually very pleased with this group very very happy with them last year have no no big complaints they did a great job uh, hey Florida how you doing how's that Russian attack going oh well how's that cool no Ooh. no was that going to win you, you the game go for it you should go for it on fourth down again after <laughs> you call two timeouts you should do that again Dan yeah. um, so I'm giving this group an 89 for last year Daniel 89 out of 100 for the defensive line 2019 is what I got um, I am I'm appalled Clint I know I don't, may not look it right now my voice may not sound it right now but I'm appalled by your rating okay we are rating the defensive line, correct? Is that what we're doing? It's correct. What's the first word in defensive line? D- defense. Defensive? Okay. Uh-huh. We're talking about a unit on last year's defense. So 90 is the floor. Okay. That's that's where we begin our rating. Do you remember last year's defense? I do, Daniel. Did it you, was nasty. Did you watch the games? It was, it was nasty. nasty. Now, I'm not saying the defensive line didn't have any room for improvement, okay. but I'm saying 90 is the starting place. And I'm going to give last year's defensive line, as I think about it in terms of the way it stacks up to other units on last year's defense, I'm going to give last year's defensive line a 92. I was a bit disappointed in certain aspects of the defensive line, most notably, probably one of the more enigmatic and frustrating players in the University of Georgia history, Tyler Clark. Oh, man. Um, My least favorite and favorite Georgia player uh, all rolled into one. Uh, Moments of absolute sheer... uh, terrorizing uh, of the offensive line and then moments where he just vanished for uh, extended stretches Um, but as you said uh, Jordan Davis kind of the anchor of that uh, unit Tyler Clark obviously played a a big role as well David Marshall uh, another uh, player that we've lost from last year's defense line. I give that unit a 92. I thought they performed admirably yep. over the course of the season, but certainly with some room for improvement. Yeah, absolutely, Daniel. Yeah, the, the guys you listed. I think for me, actually, what's really weird about this rating is now that I look back on it, maybe this rating is uh, reflective of my hopes for this year's team. And maybe I'm having some sour grapes looking back. So little teaser, mm. this just mm. in, it's going up. The arrow okay, is well, pointing up. If you've if you've not noticed the trend of these ratings, this your boys are feeling pretty salty when it comes to the 2020 squad. Okay, little, little like bit. it's not a little bit, little bit uh, salty. All right. So we're gonna come back after this break and discuss this year's squad. Daniel, 2020 defensive line. Uh, you're up at the tee box now. Uh, I went first mm-hmm. last time. What say you of this year's position group defensive line? What are you going to give them? I am giving this year's position group defensive line, I am giving them a 94. And and I'll tell you what I'm doing, Clint. I, I am intentionally lowballing this number. There you go. There you go. So that I can be, so that I can be pleasantly surprised. Smart man. This is my, this is one of the ways that I um, c- 
create excitement and mitigate disappointment in my life is I intentionally lower my expectations. And just to be clear, lowering my expectations means a 94 uh, from this defensive line. Uh, a couple points higher than I graded last year's defensive line, and there are a few uh, notable reasons for that. Reason number one. Well, mm-hmm. no, no, no. First, I want to hear your number, and then we'll get into our reasons for our numbers. Claude. Daniel, you and I have a very, very similar approach to this group. Okay. Okay. I'm giving it a 93. Mm-hmm. And that is that is noticeably higher than my 89 from last year. Uh, you went up two. Mm-hmm. I went up three points. Uh, I see a a bit of a jump. I believe you went up, believe you went up four. Math uh, is hard, uh, but... <laughs> I was looking at another number there. I was looking at looking at our, another position group that we have coming up. Um, uh, I, I think this group, when we list off the names, when we list off the scheme, when we talk about these players coming up here in a moment, um, Daniel, we could be looking at the overlooked position group on defense because the mm-hmm. DBs and linebackers. But if you and and the edge, don't even don't even get us. Look, we'll get there. And you want to see Daniel mm-hmm. and I just go psychotic mm-hmm. on these numbers. Come mm-hmm. back for when we talk about the linebackers. Um, but this group might be the linchpin of this defense that nobody's talking about. And it might be the second best group when all is said and done at the end of the year, Daniel. I, the second best group behind the linebackers, this group's got potential to leave the linebackers in the dust. That's the potential Ooh. in this group. Oh, okay. Um, Jordan Davis, I'm, again, I'm going to try to temper our expectations here. Jordan Davis may, at the end of the season, be the best defensive lineman to have played at Georgia in a decade plus. And we may be looking back at Jordan Davis and saying, like, well, this is a guy that came through here that we had always wanted. And he will be the best defensive lineman to have played at Georgia for exactly one year. Because by the end of the next year, Trayvon Walker is going to just go ahead and say, I'll take that from hey, you. Hey, Jordan. Thank you very much. Jordan, I, I mean no disrespect in my voice when, when I say this because you are a man that I will never be. But have you seen mm-hmm. your boy? Have you seen your boy, Trayvon, go ahead and get off the kickoff team and run down mm-hmm. the field? Cause it, that's it, a, that's still terrifying. my favorite moment from being at the Vanderbilt game last year. Oh, First week of the season, looking down at the kickoff unit and seeing 44 just sprinting down. Now, of course, Hot Rod kicked out of the back of the end zone every single time, but but that dude wasn't getting left behind on the kick cover. All right, he's he's in a full sprint, dead red towards the end zone. Uh, Trayvon Walker coming back for his second year, Jordan Davis coming into his third year. Malik Herring going into his fourth year, everything to prove NFL draft on the line. And then you slide in Jalen Carter coming into his first year. Hey, Clint. Um, there's obviously many other names to think about. Devontae Wyatt, mm-hmm. Jamel Walthor. Mm-hmm. Who knows if Julian Rochester, oft injured and oft disappointing when he's not injured. Who knows if he will contribute, but he's back on this team. Um, and then there's these three redshirt freshmen, Clint, that I think have a real shot at 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 least two of them being contributors on this year's now, team. Now, I don't know which two. 
Now, Daniel's going to list these three names, and you're going to have forgotten they're on the roster when he names these three. And it's shame on you for forgetting they're on the roster. Bill Norton, uh, redshirt freshman out of Memphis. Uh, Tymon Mitchell, redshirt freshman out of Nashville. And Zion Logue, redshirt freshman out of Lebanon, Tennessee. Now, all three came last year. They all got some action, but they all took the four game under four game red shirt but let me just hit you with a few stats here Clint Bill Norton 66 285 okay that's that's, that's something Tyman Mitchell 63 315 just put something in perspective for you right now Jordan Davis is 66 three inches taller 330. Tymon Mitchell, 6'3", 315. We're talking about a legitimate Jordan Davis-sized man. Zion Logue, 6'5", 295. These are some grown men, Clint. And at least two of them, maybe all three of them, are going to be regular rotation pieces in this defensive line. When I look at this defensive line, there are as many as seven guys that I'm legitimately giddy to see on the football field at any point. Uh, Daniel, when you list off those guys and you talk about, again, uh, the hockey line substitutions that come in on defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember, 40 last year had significant stamp- snaps. We're going to have more guys in the fold this year than we did last year. Again, hear that statement. That's true. I- That's true. There's For every J.R. Reed, there's three more defensive linemen coming up through the ranks. All right? We might have lost Tyler Clark. We might have lost David Marshall. There's, there is not only Jalen Carter, okay, not only Nazir Stackhouse. There are redshirt freshmen that you, as Clint said, that you have already forgotten about that are ready to uh, stamp their name on the contributor sheet for the University of Georgia. No, absolutely. Grown, big, fast, hungry, well-trained, well-seasoned, Dan Lanning- tutored okay like Mm. just just get Mm -hmm. this through your head dan lanning kirby Mm -hmm. smart has had these guys two years right uh hey hey they they as you said in the pre-production meeting they got that they got that card that lets them get into the dining hall anytime they want Mm -hmm. and eat anything that they want Mm -hmm. like these men are no longer high schoolers no all right they are in the they're in the weight room they're in the dining hall. They're on the football field. They're on the practice field. These guys, uh, Clint, any good offensive lineman on last year's squad? Oh. Any offensive lineman of note? Oh, a few okay. first rounders. Uh, how about how about three opening day starters as rookies from the Georgia offensive line, twenty nineteen? Right? Is that too much? To say that Andrew Thomas, mm-hmm. Solomon Kinley, mm-hmm. um, and Isaiah Wilson could all be starting opening day. Uh, I, I, you give me odds on that. I, I don't even need juice, favorite, really. The, yeah. Favorite. I was just going to say. To be starting uh-huh. on opening day. Who's on the scout team last year, Clint? Oh, that's Taking right. Taking that red shirt. Oh, that's right. Who's on the, hey, who's Norton, on the other Norton, end of them trenches? Norton mm-hmm. said, Kirby said, hey, 
hey son, you you got you went on the wrong side of Athens PD, which is all right. We're, we're you know you still here. We we got you. Yep, we're here. But make no mistake, uh, Isaiah Wynn would like a word. So go on down mm. and have some fun. Yeah. Now listen, now listen. Now you're gonna say, hey Bill Norton, there's the Arkansas offensive line. Go have fun. You've been you've been playing against Andrew Thomas for Ooh. a full season. Who's, who's better now? Than? Now you're going to now you're going to line up against whoever is on the opposite side. These are these men are not scared. They are ready to come in and compete and contribute. And that says nothing about Jalen Carter and again Trayvon Walker in his second year. We all know how I feel about Malik Herring. There's so many names, Clint. The names when we talk about linebackers, we are going to be talking about. The same two or three guys for the entire podcast, right? The defensive line show, we could sit here, we could do a whole show on any number of these guys. These, there's, there's so many options. And of all the position groups on the field, mm-hmm. of all the position groups on the entire football the, team, the team, but, correct. There is no more important position to have quality depth than defensive line. None. And okay. we have. A lot is, of is playing depth. real quick, Daniel. Uh, playing in the SEC trenches difficult, or or one of the easier mm-hmm. easier things in college football. It, uh, I believe, they say, is where the grown man football happens. Now, it's right quick down question: there. When you add more teams in the SEC that you play in a given year, is is that threshold heightened or taken back? Uh. East Tennessee State no longer on the schedule. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, let me ask you this, Clint. Andrew Thomas and the elite offensive tackles in uh, college football, they taking plays off? They no. coming out of the game to, to catch wind? Nope. They coming to get some Powerade on the sideline? Mm-hmm. They doing that in the middle mm-hmm. of a drive? No. So, so you get down in that fourth quarter, Clint. And we're just rolling in fresh bodies. And uh, and them offensive linemen have just been in there the whole game. Hands on the hips. A uh-huh. little bit slow getting down into their stance. And all of a sudden, you have got Trayvon Walker. And offensive tackle, you've played 70 snaps so far this game. And Trayvon Walker's played 23. What's that doing for so you? So, who has the advantage there? Yeah. It's going to be... It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. Fans. Get, get excited. Get very, very excited. Hey, that does it for our episode today. Uh, we'll be back on Friday, probably with another position group, Daniel, if I could go ahead and imagine what that's going to be like. We, we got to get through these. The season is nigh upon us. Come on. It's there, Daniel. It's there. Uh, hey, tell the people if they need more good stuff from Locked On Podcast, where can they go? Well, you just wanted to tell your smart device you play the most recent episode of Locked On Chad Ford's NBA Big Boards. Um, and that should hold you over until Friday. Again, we'll be back on Friday. Email us lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. We'll be back on Friday for our last episode of this week. And then next week, we're going to five episodes a week. Uh, so we are excited. Until then, we will talk to you guys later. See you.